Terry and the Pirates. Does grim, unexpected danger lurk in the forests of the snow-covered Kunlun Mountains near the Chinese town of Minchow? Well, that's where Terry Lee and his friends are. And we'll join them in today's strange, transcribed adventure in just a moment. Terry and the Pirates is brought to you by the makers of Libby's Pineapple Juice, one of Libby's hundred famous foods. You know, kids, right now we're getting pretty close to the swellest season of the whole year. The season that's chock full of lowals. Well, says you, what in the heck is a lowal? Well, I'll give you the dope. Lowal, boys and girls, is the Hawaiian word for feast. Yes, if you went to a banquet in Hawaii, you'd be attending a lowal. And you'd probably have roast pig and poi and a great big glass of pineapple juice. Travelers to Hawaii say Hawaiian pineapple juice is just about the swellest-tasting drink they ever met up with. So I guess you'll be plenty thrilled to know you can get it right here at home. Yes, sir, the pineapple juice that Libby brings you is really, truly Hawaiian pineapple juice. And boy, oh boy, is it a treat. I'm willing to bet plenty that as soon as you taste Libby's Hawaiian pineapple juice, you'll be saying... Please, Mom, let's have that keen juice often. And you'll get it often, too, if you tell your mother this. Tell her Libby's pineapple juice is very good for you because it gives you vitamin C and vitamin B1. Now, you might tip her off to the fact that Libby's pineapple juice is very easy to fix. Now, remember the name of this grand drink is Libby's, spelled L-I-B-B-Y-S. And now... Terry and the Pirates. Arriving at Minchow, Terry, Pat Ryan, April, Jude Hennick, and Burma were escorted to the long cabin lodge by Kennington Hook, handsome young assistant chemist to the famous Dr. Moy Ben. Moy Ben, you know, is head of the experimental gas laboratory located on the mountainside not far from Minchow. Last night... Kennington Hook was expected to bring the doctor to the cabin to see our friends. But Hook arrived alone. A search was made, but the elderly Chinese doctor had disappeared. And now, it is early morning as Pat Ryan, Terry, Burma, and Mr. Hook are seated before the crackling log fire in the cabin. I rather flatter myself that I know the hills and valleys around Minshaw quite well, but, well, I, I found no sign of Dr. Moy Ben. It's quite a puzzle. Really, it is. I called the gas laboratory on the hill beyond the town. Somebody, the watchman, I suppose it was, said Dr. Ben was not there. Oh, poor old chap. A man just doesn't vanish into thin air, even in China. It isn't being done this year. Well, let's check back. What do you mean, check back, Mr. Ryan? I told you exactly what happened. I stopped in at the doctor's and extended Burma's invitation to him to visit this cabin last evening. He thanked me in his quaint Chinese way... Said he was very busy at the moment, but would be right along. Yes? Well, I stopped in town for a moment, then came up the path to this cabin. When I arrived here, the doctor had not shown up, and, well, the rest of the story you know. The doctor liked to walk quite a lot, huh? Oh, yes, Terry. You see, his laboratory work was very confining. Whenever possible, he would walk to and from his rooms. In fact, he had no use for the automobile the army had placed at his disposal. I used it most of the time. He'd never even ride in it. Oh, why didn't you drive the car up the road here last night, Ken? Knowing I would not have the pleasure of your company for a moonlight ride, Burma, I decided on a bit of walking exercise myself. 
Well, you know the doctor fairly well, Hook. Perhaps you have some explanation for his continued absence. I'm quite sure all those who know the doctor will agree with me that although a very great man in his chemistry and study of poison gases, Moyden was, uh, shall I say, eccentric. Shall you? Well, he was odd, to say the least. In what way, Mr. Hook? Oh, in many ways, Terry. It worked like mad, night and day, weeks on end, and suddenly be gone for a week or more. And when he came back, he never explained where he'd been? Well, not to me. But you're his assistant, Ken. Well, my dear, there is, or was, only one Dr. Moy Ben. He is the world's greatest expert on poison gas, on chemical warfare. He was years ahead of his time. His experiments up the hill have been amazing. I assisted him, yes. But I was not in his confidence. I see. And in what other ways was he eccentric? Well, uh, his habit of writing innumerable notes to himself. Always scribbling random ideas and reminders on scraps of paper. His laboratory office was littered with them. Well, a lot of people have that habit, writing notes to themselves. <laughs> yes, Burma. Especially when they're absent-minded. Uh, let me see now. Perhaps I have some of his handiwork with me. Let me put through my pockets here. Oh, here, yes. Yes, here we are. Reminder, written in English. Scribble on the torn margin of a newspaper. What does it say? Uh, can't quite make it out in the firelight. His writing was uh, rather difficult to read anyway. Uh, perhaps you can make it out. I'll try. Oh, yeah, he's, uh, he's written here formula papers from Hennick. Let me see it. Here you are. This is Dr. Moyben's handwriting, I suppose. You'll find notes like that all over the laboratory. Did, did Hennick have formulas for the doctor, Pat? I, I think we'd better concern ourselves with locating Moyben. Well, if he was eccentric, he, he may suddenly have decided to fly to Chungking. Oh, no, no, no. There's no planes in use, not at this weather. Uh, well, he may have taken a ride in an army truck and gone someplace. I'll go into Min Chow and check up with the officer. Well, why don't you telephone, Terry? No, I'll take a walk. This business of sitting around doing nothing gives me the jitters. Want to get some fresh air anyway. Well, see you later. Patient, young chap, or what? Well, before we go to the army men about the doctor... Army men? Not going to bring them into this, are you? The man has disappeared, Mr. Hook. We need all the help we can get to locate him. Unless he turns up within the next few hours. Oh, Pat's right, Ken. The army men should be notified. There's one thing I'd like to do first, however. I noticed an odd-looking fellow chopping wood outside our cabin and back. Oh, you mean the caretaker. <laughs> yes. I had him sent here to do any odd jobs. He's an old idiot. Harmless, of course. What do you want of him, Pat? I'm going to talk to him. Don't <laughs> get much from him, Ryan. He's as dumb as an oyster. Well, he's he's not Chinese from what I could see, or is he? No, no. He goes by the nim uh, name of uh, Nimero. He's lived in these uh, Cumberland Mountains for years, so they say. Well, if he isn't Chinese... I believe he's American or English or something like that. Nobody knows exactly. Sort of a hermit. Nobody knows where he lives, in fact. Well... I'm going out back and talk to Hermit Nimero. Atta boy, do things the hard way, Pat. What can you learn from an old bat like that? Ken says he's not in his right mind. Well, I'm kind of dumb, too. I can put our minds together and get an idea. He might even tell me where to look for Dr. Moy Ben. You're wasting your time, Ryan. Well, perhaps. But I've been doing that for years. And while we're waiting for something better to turn up, I'll go out and find out for myself.
morning, Mr. Nimero. My name's Ryan. I'm spending a few days at this cabin with some other people. Thought I'd come out and say hello. You come to my mountains to hear voices? Huh? Oh, well, I, well, I haven't heard any voices yet, Mr. Nimero. Well, go right ahead chopping the wood. I'll just sit here and watch. I've seen you. To your friends. <laughs> you won't hear the things I hear. No, I'm afraid not. They do not belong to the mountains. They've forgotten how to listen to the voices of the trees and rocks. Well, that's very poetic and all that, but uh, tell me, you must have known Dr. Moy Ben. If he is of these Kunlun Mountains, we would be friends. And if he was lost in these Kunlun Mountains, would you know that too? <laughs> Those who come here do not believe my mountains are friendly and warm. The snow deceives them. But the snow hides many secrets. Now, look, Mr. Nimero. Can you help me find Dr. Moy Ben, the man who works up there on the mountainside? He's gone. Under the moon last night, uh, there were voices, strange new voices, down in the Pine Valley. They, they did not belong among my trees and rocks and white snow, but, but I, I heard them. As cold as the night air, cursing... Oh, wait, wait. Were they real voices? I only heard them. But they they destroyed the silence among my trees. Say, could you take me to the spot where you heard them? <laughs> well, there's a full moon tonight. If you're not afraid of the full moon, it, it sometimes does strange things to people. If you're not afraid... No. No, I'm not afraid. Perhaps we may talk again. Well, I'm not afraid because I need help. You may help me. Help me to find the man who's in danger. We shall talk tonight when I return to this cabin for my food. Food has been promised me. There's an answer to all things. And help for all who are not afraid of me. What are you putting your coat on for, Pat? Are you going out? Not so loud, Terry. I'll tell you later. What time is it? Uh, about 10 o'clock. Well, there's a full moon tonight, but... No, no, great... look, look. I've got a date with a fellow who's just a bit crazy. But maybe he can help me locate Dr. Moy Ben. Now, let's not talk about it. Uh, I bet that's Mr. Hook. Why doesn't he move his trunk to the cabin? He's here most of the time anyway. Well, okay, you entertain him. You and Berman and the others. I'll go for a walk. Now, let's go in the other room. Well... Evening, Ron. Terry? Going out, Ron? Oh, just for a bit of fresh air. Wonderful night. Wonderful. Cold, crisp, and clear. There's a full moon. Don't tell me you've been hunting in the moonlight, Mr. Hook. Hunting? Oh, oh, I see what you mean. This rifle, eh? No, no. I was I was out this afternoon. Confidentially, I've been searching for the doctor. No use, I have to say. I'll just drop in here for a moment. Say, that's a mighty fine rifle, Hook. Yeah, so it is. Here, look it over. I say, what news of Moy Ben from here? Nothing to report. Sure is a swell rifle. Well, I'll be on my way. Let's go and look around for a while. Back soon. Where is this spot where you heard the voices last night, Mr. Nimero? Beyond the horizon. Oh, at my elbow. The mountains played strange things, tricks, you know. There was a full moon last night, too. You say you heard voices early in the evening. 
somewhere in this valley. All voices are twisted like the trees. I, I stood here listening to a silence so loud that only I could understand. Across that open space, down where moonlight paints the snow, voices of strangers, voices out of tune with rain mountains. Hey, look here, Nimero. Hmm? These voices you heard. They made these footprints through the snow. The two people, look here. Hmm? They came from that direction. That is so. They came from the town. Right, and they, they stopped beside these fir trees and then started off in this direction. Do you have any idea where these footprints might be leading to? There are many places in the mountains to hide. Down, down on your face, through the snow. That was a rifle. I know the sound. Look there. The bullet struck this small fir tree beside us. You can see where it splintered the wood. Let me have a hatchet there in your belt. I want that bullet. Yes. This bullet may come in handy. Find out who, who's so anxious to stop us from investigating the tracks in the snow. Ah, here we are. I'll take this back to the cabin and whittle away the rest of the wood. A rifle bullet, eh? That's rather interesting. My friend Kennington Hook had a rifle this evening, and it might shoot a bullet like this. Hey, come along. Let's get back to the cabin without getting shot at again. Yes, someone is anxious to stop Pat Ryan from investigating the tracks in the snow. Could it have been Dr. Moy Ben's young assistant? I'll give you just a bit of a clue in just a moment, so stand by. Now, when you remind your mother to please get some Libby's pineapple juice, because it's so swell tasting and because it has vitamins everybody needs, when you remind her of that, why not ask for Libby's tomato juice, too? There's another drink as grand tasting as they come. A real knockout for flavor. And boy, has it got vitamins. Why, Libby's tomato juice is rich in vitamin C and vitamin A. And also has B1 and G. Your mother will agree you've got good reasons for wanting Libby's juices. So just remind her, Libby's pineapple juice and Libby's tomato juice. Now in tomorrow's transcribed adventure, Perry and Burma are going to run onto a clue that is the most important yet. A clue that may solve the mystery of Dr. Moy Ben's strange disappearance. So be sure to be on hand for the thrill of the week tomorrow. <laughs>